let's go ahead and get started. Welcome all you lovely people. My name is Santi. I'm Emmanuel. And today we're going to be trying to build our faith. So we're going to be talking about our testimonies and we're going to be answering some questions that we frequently get um, when getting closer to God. So Emmanuel, you may go ahead and proceed. So I'm 16 years old, so I don't have a long testimony, but let me tell you. So growing up, I've always grown up in a really religious home. I always went to church every Sunday. It was a usual wake up on Sunday, go to church. But like, I really, I really didn't necessarily truly believe it. I just said I did. Like, there was really nothing to it. And like, what's it called? Like, I just assumed like, oh, I said I believed in God and I was okay. Like, I thought, oh, I'm going to get saved that way. You know, like, I'm going to heaven. That's okay. But like, that's how it was when I was little. I used to draw during church because like, I thought it was boring. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was boring. I barely started getting closer to God a few months ago. It's like, I still didn't truly, like, I truly didn't make the change. So it was around, because this pandemic, we all know the pandemic going on. And it's like, so randomly, it was around June, I believe, or May, June, July, or May. But it was like, I remember the boys, we were just talking in the group chat and everything was, everything was going normal. And we were talking about premarital sex. And you guys might be like, why are boys talking about premarital sex? I don't know, to be honest with you, because I don't even remember like how that conversation got started. So when that conversation started, everything was going fine. But then we started talking about God. So obviously, like, I don't know why, but I started getting involved with the conversation because like I always had questions because my dad, I would always ask him questions and he would just answer them. And I always had questions. So we were just talking about it. And I thought it was really cool. And like, that's when like, it was weird because right after that, I like, I had a 360 and then I kind of reversed it back. Like I kind of went, like I kind of, how do I say it? I like, I flipped my life around for like a few days and then boom, I was back to like how I was. And I remember like, I thought everything was like, like, dang, I'm like, I'm different now. Like I remember Santi wrote it down on his wall, like the first day he posted about God, but it's like, I remember the first day we posted about God. I remember it was on our story and it was like a cross or something. And we just put like, God is good or something. I was just like, it was crazy because like, Going into the quarantine, I was just like every other typical guy. I was lustful. I really didn't care. Like, I was disrespectful to my parents. Like, I was greedy. Like, I really didn't care. I was selfish. I, like, I was envious. Like, I wanted things. Like, I wanted, like, the attention, if that makes sense. And it's like, I was just like every other guy. Like, but, like, it's so different now because, like, now I'm not, like, the guy. Like, there was something that happened today, like, when I was walking. But I'll say that later. But, like, yeah, like, just things like God. Like, just surrendering your life to God could change you so much. Like, I know for a fact, I've become such a better person, like, mentally. Because, like, I know God's here with me. I know everything's going to be okay. So, it's like, I don't have to worry. Everything, like, is going pretty good. And it's, like, the things I did, like, to get closer to God. Because you don't just automatically get closer to God randomly. It just doesn't happen, you know? You have to do things. You have to work for it. So, like, usually I would just, like, watch videos. Because, obviously, let's be real. Like, why wouldn't you give got a chance you know what I'm saying he gives you a million chances and why shouldn't we give him one like think about it wouldn't you want to learn more about God if he promises eternity in heaven like paradise perfection wouldn't you want to learn more about it so like usually I just watched a lot of videos about God and I would I started praying and I was like like I would just ask God things and I would just pray to him thank him for things and being thankful saying praise to him like that's so great that's so great in starting being thankful because and just remembering that he's there with you and knowing when times get hard that he's there with you. And it's like, like humbling yourself because we're nothing without God. And we need to remember that we're nothing without God. So just remember that, like, so like with me, 
Like, I thought I was everything without God. I thought I could do everything by myself. I'm like, I did this. It was just me. Like, you know, like, even if I said, oh, like, thank you. Like, God was helping me. I truly didn't believe it in my soul. But like, now it's different because I know he's involved in everything. So it's like, it's like, I just want to like, I want to say this because like, I was just like every other typical teenager. Being lustful, didn't care, was supposedly having fun the time of my life. But it's like, no, I was just being a disrespectful worldly teenager but now it's different now because like i see things differently i don't do the things i used to do like doesn't like drugs he could do so many miracles and it's like just surrendering yourself to god praying to him asking him questions he's there like the i forgot where it says it in the bible but it says it that he who seeks wisdom will receive the wisdom like god will tell you just seek and you'll find knock and the door will be open that's a brief summary of my testimony so I'm going to pass it over to my friend Santi for his testimony. Thank you, Emmanuel. So um, basically, again, like Emmanuel, I mean, I don't have a long testimony because I'm a 16-year-old in high school, but I guess where does it start? I grew up in a Catholic home, too. Um, I was around the church, but never really had a connection with God. I just said, oh, I believe. And like Emmanuel, I was like, oh, I'll be saved. I'll be fine. I'll go to heaven. I just assumed automatically I would go to heaven. But no, you have to earn heaven, right? And so I guess it started last year. My parents showed me this movie. It's called Greater. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. But they showed it to me and it was just so inspirational. Because when you see Brendan Burlesworth, he was just such, he reflected God in the best way possible. I mean, this man was super respectful, so kind, so loving, so caring, and just made sure that he represented God in the best way. Even when people were jerks to him, even when people would try to get him to do bad things, he just made sure that he reflected God in the best way. And that's what inspired me. And then again, me and Amol, have the same friend group. We grew up, um, we've known each other for like 11 years or 12 years. And so we had a conversation in our boys group chat about premarital sex. And at first I was like, eh, you know what? Well, I know it's a sin, but who cares if I um, don't wait, you know? But then I started thinking about it and I started thinking about Brandon. What would, um, like what Brandon would do, honestly, like I know since he reflect God in the best way that he wouldn't be doing that. Um, and I was like, okay, well then what would Jesus do? And I know for sure Jesus would not want us to do that. Right. So I started talking about God and brought God up into the conversation. And then I was, and, um, the boys were very supportive. And then we were like, okay, you know what, let's make a group chat, um, to build our faith even more. And we did. And then we even started inviting random people, people from other schools, people that we don't even know. And it was honestly super amazing. And we started having meetings and everything like that. And it was just something that really helped to get me started. I remember, like I said, the first thing that I ever posted about God was on July 20th, 2020. And it was, you know, I, I posted about God, but still at that time, I was still so sinful. Um, I was still, I lived in sin um, is what I should have said, but um, I just wasn't reflecting God in the best way. But then I started building my faith even more. And I started watching these videos, like Mo said um, on YouTube. And there was this one of a kid who had an out of body experience. Um, he was the son of a pastor and he went to heaven and hell. And something that he said stuck with me and it still sticks with me now. He said, you could go to church on Sunday, um, Bible study on Monday, choir practice for church on Tuesday, and you could do um, watch um, church videos on Wednesday, but you could open the gates to hell so fast. And I was like, how though? Like, aren't you going to church? But something that stuck with me is that I can't just say I believe because I could write down, I'm a believer of God. But if it's not written on my heart, then it has no significance. 
because God doesn't care what you write down. He doesn't care about how much money you have. He doesn't care about your obligation. He doesn't care about anything um, like your job or your hair or your physical appearance or anything like that. He cares about what's written on your heart and how your heart looks. So at the time I said, I believe in God, but my heart was saying, no, you don't, you don't believe in God. So I was like, okay, you know what? I need to build my faith. And at that moment, I just started bawling tears. And it was just super emotional for me. And I knew at that moment I was going to give my life to God. And the things that helped me most, I think, is um, one, obviously being humble. Because um, we have to remember, he's the creator of the universe. I mean, you can tell me Big Bang Theory, but no. I mean, so many things can just um, oppose that view um, so quickly. But we have to remember that God sacrificed his life, his, um, his son's life for us so that we could be saved. So we are nothing without God. So that's why we have to recognize that. The second thing is praying. I mean, because Tim Tebow said it best. I mean, you're not just talking to the creator of the universe, but you're connecting to the source of life, the source of love, the source of happiness, the source of all things great. That's why it's just so amazing. And he's trying to convey a message to you every day. But you have to be willing to talk to him so that he can convey the message to you. The third thing is seeking. So whenever you're going through something bad, you're sad, you're down, you're angry, you're frustrated. Um, most of the time we turn to worldly things. Um, sometimes we turn to, I don't know, maybe some movies or shows, or we turn to um, drinking or smoking or having sex. And I'm not blaming anybody. I am not shaming anybody. But I think we have to remember that God wants to help us. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, I mean, he could keep all of that love and that greatness to himself, but he's like, no, you know what? You know what? I'm going to give it to this person. And he wants to help you through your bad times. Whenever you cry, he cries. Whenever you're sad, he's sad. Because he feels what you feel because he's your father. Like Amol said, he's not only a great God, but he's a great dad. So he's always going to be there for you. He wants to help you, but you have to invite him in. You have to be turning to him so that he can free you from that sin, free you from all that distress. And then the fourth thing is turning away from wicked things. Uh, that's the hardest one um, because, you know, the world will always try to tell us what to do. And it's always going to try to make it seem like it's the best thing to do. And the devil is always going to try to tempt us. We have to contain all of that, right? I mean, because he gave us a strict set of commandments. Like, if you believe in me, you will keep my commandments. That's what he said. So we have to keep his commandments. And, you know, I think sometimes I would go down the list like, oh, I kept this one. I kept this one. I kept this one. But it's like, no, there's such a deeper meaning to all those commandments. And we've probably broken um, not all of them, but, you know, a good amount of them. And, you know, it's never going to be easy, right? But it just takes a start. Once you take the initiative to, to try and get rid of that sin, try to get rid of that temptation, God's going to see that. He's going to see you're working hard because just like on a sports team, you may not make the team because you're the most skilled, but if you're giving a lot of effort, the coach is going to see that. He's going to be like, okay, you know what? This person is giving such amount of effort. I'm going to let him be on the team because um, he's he has drive. He's working hard. <clears throat> so it's the same thing. God's going to see, okay, you know what? This person's giving effort. So I'm going to help him out. I'm going to help him get away from that sin. So basically, that's the <clears throat> things that helped me in a summary of my testimony. So um, we're going to go ahead and go to the questions now. So Emmanuel, first question for you. If God knew all the bad things I've done, would he still want a relationship with me? See, that's a good question. I thought of that myself. Because like, let's be honest, like, I'm, I'm only referencing teenagers in this situation, but, but like for me, like, think about it. Like a lot of us have done, we've done things that we know God doesn't approve of, like, but we're sinners. All of us are sinners and there's no way around that. It's like, so a lot of times we think we're not worthy enough for God. Sometimes we think we don't, we're not in deserving of God's love, but you know what? God's so loving and merciful that he's willing to love every single one of us. Do you think, but what's it called? Do you think sometimes 
just remember this that none of us deserve his love at the end of the day but it's like he loves you so much he loves you from the bottom of his heart from the bottom of his heart we can't even explain his love because his love is so abundant it's so great and it's like we can't explain it we need to remember that that there's no going around that that god loves you and sometimes we choose to believe that he doesn't like let's be honest we've told ourselves you know what god doesn't love me because i've done this god doesn't love me because i've done that but you need to remember he loves you with so much i wanted to reference this part in the bible in genesis chapter three so after adam and eve you know eve eats the apple and then like and then adam eats the apple they both they both hide from god because god's looking for them he's like where where are you but it's like think about it like they just sinned against god god gave them a direct order and they fully they fully just disobeyed him and imagine like god told adam protect her and he didn't do that god told eve not god told adam and eve not to eat from that tree they did and it's like like do you think they were deserving? but god's so loving and look look at the end of chapter 3 verse 21 god does this and the lord god made for adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them see like that's after after they both sinned against them like that's crazy just think of that like they sinned against them so like one sin is like it hurts them it wounds the relationship with god god obviously doesn't want us to sin but he loves us to the point where it doesn't matter what we've done he loves us so much he loves us like we can't explain his love none of us can comprehend his love nobody will come close to the love that he has for you no matter what you've done remember that his love for us is bulletproof think of that no matter how many times we shoot bullets at him the bullets are sins no matter how much we shoot those bullets at him it's bulletproof it's not gonna harm him he's still gonna love you it'll never die i saw this video and it was an out-of-body experience and this man he was taken to um he was taken to heaven and hell and in heaven he says that he saw god there and he says he saw god weeping when he was looking at the people in hell and it's like it's just crazy because he still loves them that much no matter how much they disobeyed him no, ma no matter how much they disobeyed him like those people willingly chose to go there but it's like he still has so much love for them that he started weeping when he saw all of it nobody is not hell isn't made for anybody but that's not what the question's about i just want to let you know next on like like i say god's not only a great god but he's a great dad he's a great father and he wants everything in the best interest of you just remember that he loves you so much like there nothing can take away how much he loves you remember that no matter what you've done god's still there with open arms willing to embrace you you just have to walk in he's knocking on your door right now just let him in and he'll take care of you he's there he's there with you right now as you're listening to this podcast he's listening with you he's here with you he's protecting you you just got to open your arms up and embrace him he's right there with you that was my question now question for santi will my life change well that's a good question too and um the answer is yes it, it is going to change i mean because when me and um emmanuel got closer to god um our lives changed forever and they completely just flipped around i mean because like i said we we view things differently and i think most of the time we think of change as a bad thing but it's not you know it doesn't always have to be bad i mean it can because it affects us so greatly and we're not used to change we still have to adapt 
but change can be a good thing. And this change is so great because um, your whole life changing just shows like, okay, you know what? You're dedicated to God. You, that shows your love for God because you're willing to change your life. Even though, because in eighth grade, I thought I was having the best time of my, of my life. I thought I was living life to the fullest and I thought I was going to be at my happiest, but I still had some sad times. But then changing my life for God, it was the best decision ever. And it just showed, okay, you know what? I thought I was so happy then, but I was willing to change my life for God. And it shows our love for him. So our life is going to change. Your life will definitely change all in all, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. We have to view it in the best way possible. Because again, you know, if somebody's trying to convince you something, you have to have an open mind and an open heart. Um, when you're willing to receive it, because if you're not willing to receive it at all, and your heart is just, it's blocking out everything that somebody's telling you, you're not going to receive the message in the best way possible. You're not going to understand what they're trying to convey to you. So we have to be willing to open, um, open ourselves up and we have to be willing to let go of everything we had in the past and let God come into our hearts. Because when God has control of your heart, he has control of everything else, right? Because I want you to view it as a body. Um, because let's say you have the brain, the heart, the nerves, and then you have the kidney and you have all your other organs, right? The heart is the center of all that. It, it controls everything else, right? It's the main source, right? So it's the same thing. If God has control of your heart, the nerves is the message that he's trying to convey to you. And then those messages get transferred to your brain, which could be um, loving. And then they could get transferred to your kidneys, which could be forgiveness. Just all these aspects of God that God is trying, um, and the messages that God is trying to convey to you. Um, but we have to be willing to try and receive that. And we have to be open to that. So I, um, I know it's hard sometimes because we think we're living so amazingly right now. We think it's so great doing the things that we're doing right now. But we have to remember that when you live your life for God, that's the best, best thing possible because you realize, okay, you know what? I'm never going to be alone. And I think that's the best feeling ever is knowing I'm never going to be alone. I'm never going to have to fear. I'm never going to have to um, worry or be sad. You will end up feeling those feelings, right? But we have to remember that God is always going to be there for us and we're never going to be alone and we're, we will always be loved. And that's the amazing part of the change is that we're going to be, a, be able to spend eternity with the man who created us. And that's just something that I, I can't even get over to this day. Um, it's just so amazing. His love for us is um, immense and beautiful. So, um, yeah, that's the answer to that question. So, Emmanuel, next question. Do I have to drop all my non-Christian friends when I get closer to God? Short answer to that. No, you don't. But there's a catch to it. And I'll tell you the catch right now. But like, just think about it first and foremost. Are those friends helping you get closer to God? Like, okay, just think of it this way. I'm going to say why you, you don't have to first. You don't have to drop them necessarily. You don't have to drop them because you could be that spark in their life that they need to find God. Because everybody is going to meet God somehow. Maybe you encountered God when you were at a retreat or something, when this man was preaching and maybe you heard like what something he said and it really stood out to you and it just had you thinking. And then you started reflecting on it and maybe that was the thing that changed your life. Hey, you could encounter God in so many ways. Your life can change in so many ways. So it's like with you, you don't have to drop them because you could be that spark. It only takes, when you light up, say this, when it's your birthday and you light up the candles, a lot of times you use one match and then a lot of times we grab the candle and we start lighting the other ones, correct? I mean, that's what my family does. But think about it. One match. One match. That's all it, all it needed to light all the candles. One match. It didn't need 10. It didn't need 
100, it needed one. That one match lighted that one candle and that one candle lighted another and then another. It just starts with just, you could be that change in somebody's health. You, you could be that person that changes their life. And I just want you to remember that. That's so like, that's the reason why you don't have to drop them. But here's where the little dilemma comes in. But think of it this way. If those friends are making you sin, are giving you temptation to sin, do you think you really should be hanging out with them? Think about it. Like if those friends aren't driving you closer to God, I don't see a reason that you should be fully committing your time to them. Like say your closest friends. Say one of your closest friends are like, hey, you want to know, like, you want to know, let's go smoke. And you're going to, you want to say no, but those are your friends. So they tempt you, boom, you fall. And you start sinning, you start smoking. And I'm not shaming anybody who smokes anything. Like, like, I still love you. Like, I still have friends. It's like, I want to put this out here, here before I continue with the question, but it's like, we don't shame people. We don't shame anybody because we're sinners too. We're sinners as well. And I don't want anybody to think that they're less of what any of us are. And it's just like, we're all children of God. And we just have to accept that. And it's like, so I want you to know that we're all sinners. There's no reason for us to, to feel ashamed. Like we're all, we all sin. So I don't want you guys to think, oh, we're shaming you. Because we aren't. We're just here. We love you. I have so many friends that like, we're all sinners. We're all, we all sin in different ways. But it's like, I feel like people take sin into different proportions and this sin at the end of the day. But let me continue with the question. So it's like, are you like your friends, if they aren't helping you, if they're making you sin, you should like, you shouldn't be hanging out with them. Like it says, like if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. And these are metaphors, I know. But it's like, if those people you should flee from, like, I'm not saying go running around like SpongeBob, but you know, like you shouldn't be hanging out with them because those that isn't in the best interest of you with your relationship with God because God is forever. He's eternal. And it's like, we need to remember that. And it's like, but think about it, how I say you don't have to drop him because in Acts 17, Paul goes out to the synagogue and he starts preaching Jesus and the resurrection to unbelievers. Like, think about it. He went there and was talking to unbelievers. So like, you don't have to drop them, but like if they're causing you to sin, you should like you shouldn't be hanging out with them. You shouldn't be spending your time, most of your time with them. Like if you want to drop by and say hi, yeah, I'm fine with that. But it's like they shouldn't have majority of your time because obviously that should be God. And it's like you should like first if you're not gonna drop them, like maybe get your like get your relationship right with God first to the point where you know you know what it's okay. You know what like I can hang out with them. And I'm strong enough to say no to that temptation. I'm strong enough to not do it. And plus I can help them. So like, that's why you should get your relationship right with God before you start putting yourself in those situations because that's just sin just right there at your door. And it's like, if we're not strong enough, we're gonna open that door. It's like Santi said in that, like with that, um, I'm not sure, was it a pastor, but you could open the gates to hell so quickly but it's just like with your friends, just remember that your close friends, you should help them. But it's like, remember, if they're not helping you get close to God, they shouldn't have most of your time, you know? Yeah. So that was my question. So the next question is for Santi. 
what will others think of me? Well, that's another good question. Um, what will others think of me? I'm going to be quite honest with you. They're not going to think necessarily what you want them to think. I mean, some people will be very supportive. They're going to help you and build your faith even more. But there are going to be people that, that hate, that, that judge. You know, but that's okay because I remember. No, well, you have to remember that. Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember that, they, that it hated me first. They hated God first. They hated Jesus first. So that's okay. We understand that they're going to hate us. We're not here to please people. We're here to please God. And that's what we have to remember. And that others are going to think a lot of us, right? They're going to think, okay, you know what? Well, this person is a goody two shoes. This, this person is a Jesus freak. This person is, um, they don't know how to have fun and all this, um, all this other stuff. But you know, no, you know what? I can still live a life, an amazing life, you know, such um, a beautiful life. And I don't have to do all this sin. I don't have to fall into all this temptation. So I think all, all in all, okay, so let's say uh, an example that I like to use is, let's say MOL tells me, Santi, go jump off this cliff. But God tells me, don't jump off that cliff. Are you crazy? I'm going to listen to God because God knows best. God can see the whole playing field. We're too small to make the judgments that we make because we can't see the whole playing field, but God can. So what will others to me again? So if uh, somebody tells you, oh, you know what? Well, uh, you're supporting something wrong. Stop believing in fairy tales and all this other, all, all this other stuff. And they, they hate on you. Just remember that God says, you know what? I love you. I care about you. And I'm grateful that you're doing this for me. You put a smile on God's face every time you talk to him. You put a smile on God's face every time you talk about him. You put a smile on God's face every time you help somebody, you love somebody, you forgive somebody, every time you just reflect him in the best way. So even if others think of you in not the best way that you want them to, just remember that God thinks you're so amazing. And he loves you. He thinks you're beautiful in all aspects of your life, you know, physically, um, mentally, emotionally, um, and spiritually. He thinks you're just so amazing and he wants a relationship with you. So if others try to hate on you and they try to just bring you down, just remember that God loves you. And another thing is don't surround yourself with people like that. Make sure that you have good surroundings because you're, if you're trying to grow, uh, grow a plant, you can't grow a plant um, with toxic air, uh, you know, all that pollution around it. That's the same thing. We can't grow our faith if, you know, we have all these bad people bringing us down. Or not bad people, but these people that are just bringing us down and trying to make us seem less than, right? So we have to surround ourselves with good people, supportive people that are going to try to build our faith, um, that are going to try to support us in the best way possible and make sure that we feel like we're loved and cared about and let us know that we're doing the right thing, you know? So surround yourself with um, amazing people that are going to tell you that you're doing this right and that they love you and that they support you. And just remember that God supports you and he loves you and he smiles every time you do something for him. Just remember that it doesn't matter what other people think. The only judgment that matters is God's judgment. So basically that's all we have for today. So we're going to leave you off with John chapter 14, verse six. And if you open your Bible, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes so, to the father, but by me. So just remember that, that he's the way, the truth, and the life. So whenever you're living your life, remember that. He is the life. So live your life for God. So that's all. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. God bless.